A lot has happened in my life and I am being blessed to every victories and failures in between during those 20 years of existence on earth. I remember when I was still young and starting to dream about how my life would become. Yet, I just found myself right now here at the moment creating a short blog, creating a podcast episode, and I'm still at school pursuing a dream with the goal of finishing the rest of the remaining years in my schooling and seeing where my academic learnings would bring me. Now that I turn 20, it literally feels like the same. It's like cycle, like it's repetitive. Just like the old years when I get to remember my birthdays, 17, 18, 19, during those birthdays. But of course, you know, as I grow old, aging becomes... Um, not only about reminiscing the added year in your life, added number in your age, but for me, it turned out to be a reflection of the number of times I laugh, I cry, I hate people around me, I love myself and the people around me, and the number of times also that I made people laugh, that I made people cry, that I made people hate me or other people just because of me and those moments also that I feel how other people make me feel loved hence the lessons that I will be sharing right now can maybe serve as a warning maybe a reminder to you and also an advice to you so I just hope that th- that these things that I will be sharing to you can reach you out and amid whatever circumstances you are in right now Probably, um, if you are the ones who is still in their teenage years, or like me who just recently turned 20s, maybe we can relate with these things. But much more, I wanted to um, somehow tell you that some portions of this most life lessons that I'm going to share to you that are revealed to me are actually the ones that I've learned during the pandemic time. So maybe these are the things that I just learned when I was 18, 19, 20, now that I turned 20. So let's get it started. The first lesson actually is to read the Bible. You know, when I was a little younger, I put a little importance in reading the Bible that whenever I read it, I instantly forget about it because I am not fully absorbing the message it gives me. Yet at present, the Bible really gives clarity to me as I journey with the world. Reading the Bible is a lesson for me that I wanted you to take as a reminder because with a lot of happenings in the world, we highly forget what we learn from the Bible. Also, reading the Bible can still be overwhelming if you are still in the earlier age but that's normal but I wanted to remind you also that doing it consistently can help you be more eager in reading it and be more guided in the way you perceive your life here on earth even though they look down on you just because you're still young at age in fact 
a lot of people have known me to be an active Christian member, yet I am admitting now that before, I just find reading the Bible as an idea of doing it just because I was obligated to do so. But now that I slowly entered the adulting phase, the verses in the Bible gave greater relevance and impact to my life. And so, I highly appreciate the messages even more. You will deeply learn why teenage issues happened before or until now, just like you get to learn why failed relationships happen, why broken commitments happen, and many more. And it will help you also understand that those things happen because they are just part of the preparation stage for you to become more firm on your connection with God. And reading the Bible is helpful to me because it serves also as my best friend. Of course, I am grateful with a lot of amazing friends I had on earth, but the Bible is a friend that made me feel like I'm having a friend from a different world. The Bible gives me a different level of comfort, warning also, and advice that I highly needed when I am at my darkest hour or whenever I look down to my abilities. So to you who's listening this, especially when you are feeling alone or you have trust issues or you felt betrayed by your friends or the people around you, I highly encourage you to read your Bible, especially if you are the person also who really, you know, has a big problem really with trust issues with anyone else. Because the Bible will not really fail you, for the words in it are so powerful that it can be a healer to your wounds. The second lesson is to give time for self-reflection. Self-reflection for me is one of the beautiful things that ever revealed to me, especially when the pandemic hits. Before, reflecting to my experiences is not a thing for me because I am always highly swayed by my personal beliefs and feelings. Also, I am the person to just let things happen to me without having analysis to the learnings it brought to my life. Another is, I just go with the flow to what's been happening around that I don't find time to slow down and see if what's happening is good or bad. And I felt that I was enjoying the noise of the outside world. And so when reflecting is introduced to me even more, it really helped me to practice quietude and to appreciate humility. You know, before, I was really a person who easily holds grudges against someone else whenever they hurt me or they criticize me badly that I become blinded also of my own fault. I instantly blame others and don't want to correct myself. Yet self-reflection introduced me to understanding the situation and learning from it whether how bad it really hit me. Moreover, self-reflection opened doors to better things just like what happened to me at the moment. You know that my reflections opened the door of an opportunity for me to create a platform like this and share to you whatever it is that I've reflected upon. And self-reflection also is a form of a me time or a time to rest your mind and your body and be united with your soul. Now the third lesson 
is to let go of the things that you cannot control. This is super cliche that sometimes it falls under easier said than done. But this lesson has also stabled my mindset, my heart's head, and my soul set as well. We know that as a teenage or as we face teenage life, it is full of remarkable issues because especially within female circles, like there are so many issues of betrayal within trusted friends, you know, failed relationships, and other things that cause as pain that we still wanted to settle because we greatly value those relationships or we think about how we invest into it. However, unfortunately, and sadly saying, there are also things that cannot go our way or to what we wanted and this is a warning already that these things are not in our control already. And if they still dislike you, even though you do what you knew, to make better the situation then it just means that this people is already out of your control should you then put more time to things that is near your rich a great example is you know a great example to picture this out maybe is you cannot force someone to love you or like you if they don't really feel that way it's better to divert your attention to things that you can control because it saves a lot of energy and effort. Most of all, as what they say, there's literally no use of stressing about things you cannot control. Whereas, if you won't let go of that thing, you are taking something that God should be the ones to control. So be very mindful also of this reminder. Don't steal something that God is already controlling for you. The fourth one is to learn to say no. Saying no for me is an overwhelming thing because I've always wanted to make others feel that I'm always on the go and I am not a killjoy person. So I am always the one who wants to say yes all the time. However, the detriment is when I am used to saying yes, I found myself not enjoying the moment because even the things that I don't really want to do, I do it just because I wanted to justify my yes respond. For example, as before, whenever there are friends that invite me for a hangout, I'd always, you know, I'd often say yes. Yet I am guilty that I might discourage them because, in fact, I have no time to go with them or my mother won't allow me to. It is a learned lesson also for me that saying no sometimes can also help you to use your freedom of expression in a healthy way because it is not against your real will. It doesn't also make you less of a real friend because saying no is not a bad thing to do. Of course, your friends can feel sad or disappointed but this can be a test if they truly understand you as a friend and respect your time as a person. Personally speaking, I am also one of those friends who always think valid and acceptable reasons every time I decline something or say no. However, saying no doesn't always proceed with some explanations. You can just simply say, thank you for the invitation but I have something to do now. And that's all good. Most of all, take notes that saying no to other people is saying yes to yourself and to something better. Fifth one 
is to always count your blessings. Probably blessings are often measured by the amount of money or possessions one already have. And admittedly, that is how I also perceived blessings before. If there is someone who owned a huge company or a big house, I immediately envy them because they look so much blessed in life. Now thinking about it, when it comes to these things, I would rather say I haven't earned as much because of course I am not at work yet, so there's no financial stability yet. However, in a deep realization, the blessings that are revealed to me are not mainly tangible. The blessings now for me are in the form of great and amazing people who become part of my heartaches and winning moments. Also, the, le- the lessons I've collected that cannot be stolen by anyone else and the experiences that are rich with learnings and fun memories. Counting the blessings then is also counting the good things that ever happen in life because this all comes from God. This is also a huge revelation to appreciate the small things in life and see it as a big blessing just like you know the blanket that hinders us to catch colds, the clean water that we drink, the pen we use to write things, the notebooks where we write things, and anything you see around you that you always take advantage. No matter how small or big that is, it's all blessings because you cannot live without it. Sixth, maybe, is to learn processing your emotions. They say that youth nowadays are fragile and sensitive, and for me, it's just okay to admit if you are one of those kinds. Many times, I've always find it hard to accept my sad moments because I don't want to look so dramatic and deep because people around me always see me as the joyful one or having the light aura all the time. Outside, I am the person who is number one in joking around if some of my friends shared to me their painful or heartbreaking stories. That's why I often received criticisms about me that I don't take things seriously or I don't know how to separate seriousness from the fun moments. This made me realize that I am really the person who hates acknowledging my genuine feelings because I don't want to break the stigma about the Marielle they've known. But here I am, I'm doing the different way. I become more open into sharing to you my feelings, no matter how deep or cringe it is to you. Now, I am feeling okay to not feel okay and to make others know that because that's part also of processing emotions. You have to acknowledge it, feel it, and don't worry if you look weak because vulnerability is a superpower. It is a power tool to inspire others and make others relate with you and grow with you. And seventh, last but not the least of course, and thank you for listening up to this last, it is to accept that you cannot please anybody. This is connected actually actually with the third and fourth one and I am happy to have huge realization about it because I myself is one of the biggest people pleaser you could ever meet. Have you been into a situation wherein 
you won't act your way, you cannot behave your way, you cannot speak your way and present yourself the best you think about just because you fear of what might people say to me even though you felt like you didn't hurt anyone else. You know, before, I am really feeling so troubled and overwhelmed whenever one of my classmates or friends hate me or is discouraged about me. So since then, I have been wanting to have a good profile to them. I tried acting a certain way, opposite from my real version. Unfortunately, because I was just busy trying to be the person they wanted me to be, I become, I become confused of who I really am and I slowly depart from my real identity. Now reflecting about it, of course there's still instances that I tried acting out to please others, yet this learning opened my eyes to reality that at the end of time, people will get to learn to love and accept your true self. So it's just okay that there are people you cannot please but remember also that there are more people who will always understand you and embrace you the best version of yourself whether it hurts them and believe me these are the people who are for keeps with all that's being said i just hope that you are able to learn more about me and my journey in those 20 years it's all in summarized um teenage life or any certain age it doesn't matter what ages you you are because i believe that there is a different journey from each and every one of us but i do hope and pray that you collect lessons from this short devotion about my life and now i am grateful to really have reached 20 years of age and even put justice into Ramley tries blogging at 20 so to those who haven't yet you can read it, the blog post there you can search it via google and also it is searched through marielblogspot.com also i had fun really knowing that there are really hundreds of readers and listeners also in this platform so i was just very grateful but today, I am happy to start my 20s life with all of you. So let's keep in touch virtually. Until then, see you next episode.